This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn along with Mark Hosteller. Hi, Bill. <laughs> hey, Mark. How, how are you? Going, you ready to talk? I'm ready. Because it's all you. I'm I'm quiet this week. Hey, buddy. How? Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. How was your How was your uh, Bible your prayer meeting last night? So it was really good, man. Yeah. So we started this uh, started doing this course through the New Testament, eight studies of New Testament prayers, and we talked about Mary last night and what's called the Magnificent or Magnificant or I can't right. I can't say it right. Right. Mary's my prayer, soul, yep. My soul exalts the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord, you know, and she expresses her praises to what God has done, you know, looking on her humble state and all of that. So we do that in prayer meeting because I don't know, Bill, I want to use prayer group, prayer meeting, that hour and a half we have to inspire us on how to pray the other six days of the week, seven days right. of the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, great. So That's this awesome. is a kind of way for me to to kind of get into the nitty gritty of prayer life, you know? So we talked a lot about um, what does praise look like? Like, where do you have to be to praise God? How does it, what's the atmosphere? What's the environment that you need to be in to praise God? Like, she just kind of was like, my soul magnifies you, Lord. And she goes right into it after Elizabeth, the baby leaps in her, Mm -hmm. Jesus comes close to her. It's an amazing story, you know? And Mary just kind of just, Bursts into this praise, I and and the question that we talked about a lot was: is, Have you ever had that time? Is it always in song, or right. can you, like, do you spend time just praising God for who right. He is and what He's done? It, that is know? the so, greatest story, by the way, in the world. And and one of the things that that story is leading to, when you think about God and what He's done, and you think about Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins, is so that we can live right. Yeah. And a lot of times people think, well, Jesus Christ died on sin, so I can have eternal life. Yeah, but Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins so that you could be free from the power of it and you live right. Mm-hmm. And then there's Romans 12. And Romans 12 is a lot, or Romans as a book has a lot of theology. Then it yeah. talks about Israel 9 through 11. So the first eight chapters is a lot of theology. Then in verse 9 through 11, it talks about what about yeah. Israel. Then yeah, you talk and, about confusing texts right there. I'm glad you did a sermon. By the way, if you guys ever want to go through and study out Romans, our website, you can actually look up the archived sermon series Bill just preached uh, through Romans. It was an incredible sermon right. series. But that, I'm glad you handled it, man, because I'm telling you, that Romans 11, that Romans 9, those things right. are challenging right. texts. You know, right. you got to get into it and study it out good. And, get a and, good commentary and, uh, and, and read, read it and learn and do it. it. Yeah. Right, absolutely. But here's one of the practical self let love be genuine, or what is evil, hold fast to what is good. And that's reading in the English Standard Version. And I've always liked that. Just hate what's evil, cling to what's good. They're simple. Here's how to live. Here, here. How should I live? Really, I mean, don't don't be loving on evil. Yeah. And one of the things you, when you see people really stuck up, whether it's addiction, it could be alcohol, it could be pornography, whatever it is. There's honestly, if you don't start learning to hate it, why are you ever going to quit it? If you don't learn to hate your anger problem, yeah, or the way you talk to your wife, and realize man, this is not right. Like I got to hate it and see it as something that's no good. It's brought me no good. How are you going to overcome it? So I like the abhor. So 
pitch off what is evil, cling to what is good. So I'm leaving, I'm letting go of these things that I've held on to that I shouldn't be holding on to, and I'm clinging to what's good. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, it's destroying us. Right. Whatever that thing is that's evil in your life is destroying you. Right. I mean, so you got to understand, you have to abhor it, you have to reject it because it's only going to hurt you. Right. Sin is pleasurable for a season. I mean, so when we're doing it, it's like, oh man, how can this be bad? But I'm telling you, it is destroying you. So put it, put it away, you know, abhor it. I I like that. I I would agree with Mm -hmm. that. And uh, let love be genuine as opposed to not genuine, I guess. But I guess to me, you know, genuine, what's love? You know, you feel like you love somebody, let it be genuine. I would assume that you go through thick and thin, you know, you aren't going to be a fair weather friend. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be somebody, well, you know, if they're going through a hard time or maybe they're a little bit uh, snitty or having a bad day, you know, I can handle that. What translation are you reading right now? ESV. Okay, the ESV. So, yeah, so mine says love love without hypocrisy. Right. You genuine, know, so, same thing. Yeah, yeah, right. So don't be a hypocrite. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, show love pure. I would pure think love, hypocrisy you know? be a pretender. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to pretend to love mm-hmm. you, but I don't really love you because I'm just going to say, it's not who wants that. Like, I don't want to fake love. I don't want you to have to come and fake like you're nice or fake. Yeah. And knowing that in reality, you don't care. You know what I'm exactly. saying? You're just where I see fake. I mean, I don't see a lot of it. I don't see a lot of it in church, to be honest. No. But I mean, I see it out there where mm-hmm. it's just. That's just fake, man. There's words. And you, you realize sometimes people, they just say words, and it, it means nothing. I am more say what you mean, mean what you say, mm-hmm. stick to it, right? Well, I I'm, I'm think it's like tit for tat kind of love. You know, go go back to First Corinthians 13 and, and talk about love is kind, love is, you know, isn't rude, it's, it's gentle, it's patient, that kind of stuff. Love like that, you know what I mean? Right. Don't Don't. Well, if you do this and I'll show you that, you know, like that, that's not the biblical kind of love. You know, that's no. not the gospel centered kind of love. Love, verse 10, it's devoted to each other. It's showing, right. it's eager in showing honor to each it's other. It's a brotherly you know? affection. Yeah. Like you, like I know with brothers, like a true brotherly love, because I have three brothers mm-hmm. and yeah, we're going to stick together through thick and thin. We're not here to judge yeah. each other. We're not here to pick on each other. I decided a long time ago. I'm not here. I don't come home for Christmas to make criticisms on how my brothers live or don't live. I'm just here to see and love my brothers. And I'm going to strongly disagree with what you just said. Yeah. I know you pick on your brothers. I mean, come on. Well, I pick yeah. on my brothers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't criticize yeah, them. For I like, know what you meant. Yeah. You criticize In other words, them, but you, you know, pick on everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, your brothers. Oh, I call them names for yeah. sure. Especially my youngest brother. Like, I thought I started out. Like, he might not hear from me for months. My first text is calling him names. Like, just, you know, oh, hey, are you still man. blah, 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 blah. Right, I don't need to tell right. you all the names I call them. But, no, yeah, you I mean, meant you're not going to be critical you're not going to be picking apart everything that they're I'm not doing sitting that here, kind of stuff your yeah. house isn't clean enough uh i wouldn't get let my kids play that game yeah. i wouldn't right i'm like i'm not even thinking about that stuff right. like that's not why i'm here yep. i'm not here to nitpick i'm just here because that's brotherly love to me brotherly love is we just get along and we make yeah. it happen uh, our parents pass away you go to divide the estate my grandma died my uncle goes take what you want all my brothers go down no one argues yeah no one complains. No one gets in a fight. I know people, they don't talk to each other for years, you know, mm. and it's like, that's sad. You know, so the, I would say we our love is like that. We just always love each other. By the way, I think f- when I do marital counseling, I, I this verse, uh, Romans 12, 10, is kind of one of the verses that I, that I actually implore them 
make this like your mantra verse Why? for Tell this me. season. Be devoted to each other and show eagerness in honoring one another. Right. If you're fulfilling that verse, how much of our relational problems will get resolved? Just in, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to sit down <laughs> and I'm going to choose to show eagerness in honoring my spouse right now. Honoring my spouse right now. I mean, a lot of the conflicts will go away because you're you're not being hard-hearted, you're not being stubborn. You're looking for ways to love that other person, to show honor. There you go. Yeah, and people in the church, too. Don't Mm -hmm. look for honor yourself. Look to spread it around. Absolutely, man. Look to say, hey, you did great. Thanks. Appreciate you. You know, all that kind of stuff I think is Mm -hmm. good, does well in relationships. Uh, It says, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve (laughs) the Lord. I like that. You know, you got to be, hey, have some fervency, man. Serve the Lord. Put some elbow grease into it. Don't come Sunday morning lame, you know. Be passionate. Yeah, absolutely. That zeal is passion. Be passionate in your expression of... Well, how are you ever going to be, you know, attract anyone to anything if you're blasé about it? Oh, my goodness, yeah. You know, if you're blasé about what we do and you're not excited about it, why is anyone else going to be excited about it? You know, I I believe in the things that I do and I'm into. I want to be excited about those things so that you're talking about it and it's part of your life. And serving the Lord is what we're supposed to do. It says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation. Oh, that's, that that's awesome. That's you know, the verse that Chastity and I just read this morning in our, in our time prayer. time yeah. together. You know, rejoice in hope, endure in uh, suffering, persist in prayer. So, uh, patient in affliction is actually the verse, uh, the translation that we read the, the, today. And I thought about that, man. I'm like, man, how do you? That is so hard to actually live out to be right. patient in affliction. It's just to kind of rest in knowing that God is sovereign. He's going to protect us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't don't rush ahead. Right. You know? Don't panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you have to, it says be patient, and there's a term that would mean endure in it, long-suffering it, because there's not always an immediate answer, and sometimes you're just going through a tough time or a season mm-hmm. of not knowing or I'm not sure what's going to happen, and it's not going to be over in a day. You didn't get in the situation in a day. You're not going to get out of it in a day. I think we're very microwave-friendly society. You know, we want things. You know, we've come up with, uh, what do they call them, air fryers? Mm-hmm. Right, so that's yeah. another fast way to heat up stuff, <laughs> and yeah, right. right, we like to speed up mm-hmm. everything because yeah. we want stuff now. My goodness, I mean, if we have to go down the road and get held up by construction or get held up by in a line because mm-hmm. someone's fiddling around with their coupons, I hate you. Right? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we love everybody. We love her. except no. For I don't person. go to the store enough <laughs> to see it actually, but no, you know what I mean. It's just I do. we, yeah, yeah, we're just we have no patience. No, and that goes right along with last night. Uh, you know, part of our group discussion was, uh, what would you like to see changed in your prayer life? Like, what are you most unsatisfied with? My answer to that was is my inability to just be still and have a have a dialogue with God instead right. of just a monologue. Right. Like I'll talk the whole time I'm praying. And to just sit still and listen once and just to be still in his presence after I'm done praying to see is there a response? Is there right. something he puts on my heart? Such a hard discipline to right. be still. Persist in prayer. Right? That's what it says. Persist in prayer. Right. When you're afflicted, persist in prayer. Well, that doesn't mean that I got to fill every stinking second with my voice. Right. No, be still. Well, here's the thing you too, know. is, I mean, we don't control. Uh, they're probably a hard thing for me sometimes too, is like, you can't, 
I can't steer other people's lives. I had to learn a long time ago. Mm. I got the steering wheel for my own life. Yeah. I can't be reaching over for mm. all the rest of your steering wheels to try Ooh. to steer you guys. You know, you're responsible for your life. I'm responsible to steer that my life. so powerful. That yeah. takes a lot of patience mm-hmm. because you steer where you control, you leave the rest of God, and that's where the patience comes in and the yeah. prayer comes in. If you're in a marriage that's coming apart and there's nothing you can do about your spouse's attitude, there's. I mean, you can do the best you can. You can be loving. You can do all the things the Bible tells you to do. You can't control their response to it. That's right. And that's a hard situation to be in because it takes an incredible amount of patience. patience. And I've told a lot of people when they're in that situation, hey, you're in it for the long haul. Do not mm-hmm. think like, well, I'm going to mm-hmm. behave myself for two weeks. And after that tough, yep. that's just not going to work. I've had people leave my office. I told them exactly what to do. They last for five minutes. Yeah. Then they're yelling and screaming at their spouse again, telling them they hate them. And it's exactly everything I told them not to do. And I'm like, I, did we just have a conversation? I said, every word coming out of your mouth, every action should communicate one thing. I love you. Guy goes home. I hate you. Uh, and it was uh, over. It was over. Like, they didn't even come to church how much. It was over. That was it. It was the end of it. Because she's like, this is exactly what I'm saying. And and right. you're counseling. Like, you're telling. But there, again, there's no patience. There's no just... Hey, I can, I can handle it. If it doesn't go my way, I I can be patient with this. We'll figure it out. It takes time, right? No patience. Absolutely. So the first part of verse 12, they're rejoicing in hope. I think that's the key to overcoming. You got to keep in mind that there is going to be a day. There is going to be a day where things are going to get better. Right. You know? And so rejoice in that hope, that future expectation that God is going to make this affliction better. Right. You know, uh, whether that's here on this earth or whether we see him in heaven, you know, we have hope. We have hope not only for this earth, for heaven, right. you know. Uh, so be patient, rejoice that there is hope, and keep praying. No, I love I, that. Right. I, I, they, I lo- Actually, I read that verse too recently. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. Yep. Just to be faithful yep. in prayer. Yep. I think it's one of the things, such a great reminder, because even myself, with so, how, I have many things on my mind. I mean, I'll wake up sometimes. I sleep pretty good, but I mean, there are times I'll wake up. If, and if I wake up, it's near like six thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're you're not going to go to sleep. If I wake up at like five in the morning, four thirty in the morning, usually I'll doze back mm-hmm. to sleep. But I'm thinking about stuff usually. Right. Right. But are we praying about it? You know, that would be the question. You know, do we pray about all the things that we think about? You know, the things that are on our minds. It says, "Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them." That's great. Don't <laughs> respond back the way they respond. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in in harmony with one another. Don't mm. be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. And a lot of times, the reason we're not getting along, there's no harmony, is we just think we have to be right. And I'm guilty of it, too, at times. It's just, yeah, I mean, you think your opinion's better? Of course you do. I mean, why would you have it if you didn't think it? But a lot of stuff, does, it's just meaningless. And so, who cares? And this is counterintuitive to the world system, by the way. You know, the world system tells you to get even. You know right. what I mean? The world system would, would look at that and scoff. They would laugh at that that instruction. This is the gospel lived out right here. You right. Know, it's counterintuitive, you know? I just, I don't know how other people live. I usually don't talk. Like, if somebody's annoying the ever-living daylights out of me, I just don't say anything. I'm just like, wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what am I going to say? It's like, mm-hmm. you might as well just shut up and... Just keep moving. You know, yep. that's that's more the way I am. That's so how I good. handle it. If some people yep. seem like they're a little bit edgy or snippy or whatever, I'm just like, it's cool. Yeah. You know, I don't 
Mm-hmm. I'm happy, you know, so I don't I don't have to engage in those things, especially in a life with a world full of aggravation. There's no sense in letting other little things that don't need to be aggravating you, aggravating you, right? Yeah, so absolutely. So think, living in living in harmony. I think it's a challenge. I think it, I think it's a very excellent verse. I think it's a very excellent concept, Bill. If you're at work, live in harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to be considerate of people that you work with. I think, you know, if I was playing music too loud, everyone says I shouldn't. And I say tough. Well, I'm not living in harmony. I try to do, I try to actually like fit in no matter who I'm working with. You know, when Mm -hmm. Steve was here, I still miss him. Mm -hmm. There'll be times where I know just don't, don't stop in. Don't say anything. If you have to say something, if there's something you need, go in. If you don't, don't. This is how he needs to work. He doesn't need to see you 10 times a day, actually, (laughs) believe it or not. And, uh, (laughs) So he never said those words exactly, but got close. <laughs> so it was funny because I loved him so much. You know, it just, I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. I'm totally cool with it. It's like, no, that's, that's great. That's harmony. Harmony. Harmony yeah, in, in just, music. I mean, harmonies. So as a background vocalist, you got to know when to come in. And when to not come in. Right. And how know? loud to and, be or not And be. how loud uh, to blend. You're not trying to be the lead one. You know, you're not trying to be the one out there in front. You're trying to just come up and support. That's a great picture, you know. Yeah, you it know? is a great so picture. It's a fantastic loving, picture, actually. Yeah. Uh, living in harmony means that you're supporting one another. You're fitting you're, in. You're fitting in. You're blending together to make this one seamless body out here, you know, right. representing Jesus. You know? Right. So that's the, the musical analogy doesn't get lost on me, you know. Right. Uh, live in harmony with one another. Yeah. Know? No, I would agree. And, and again, it's whatever. If some people, I've always been one of the, I like to joke around. If you don't. You don't need to hear my humor. I remember one time, it was so funny. I was doing this wedding. It was out in the country. This year, I'm telling you, this was years ago. And so I had some, like, set lines in that wedding talk that I had at the time that were, like, really serious. I'm not kidding. It's funny. And people will say, that sounds cocky. It's like, when you've done some of this stuff as long, right. like, you know what funny is. I know what, what goal like, is. Yeah. I know exactly. Right. I know what's right. funny and what's not. I had a guy in seminary one time tell me, I don't think any of it's funny. I'm like, that's because you're not funny. <laughs> I said, trust me, it's funny. And they and were dying he, laughing. And, they were dying. and, I, and I wasn't wrong. Yeah. I wasn't wrong. Right. The skits we did and stuff we did at seminary, I mean, they were absolutely hilarious. Right. So anyway, these people, so I gave them a couple lines in the wedding talk, and the crowd's like hmm. stoic. Like, they're like stone oh, statues. And I'm like, that's the last you get from me. <laughs> yeah, because time to get serious. Let's just go through this. Obviously, right. you are not worthy of my humor. Uh, you're not going to oh get any. Gosh. You will get no more. But no, it, but to me, that's all living in harmony stuff. It's just, right. and I say all that tongue in cheek, like I'm just joking around. It's a story I thought about, but no, it's yeah. If people can't take that, then shut up. If yeah. people, yeah. Like, you know, rather you text, then I'll text. You'd rather me call, I'll call. I'm going to do whatever fits that person. This is the way I'd rather communicate. That's the way I'm going to communicate. To me, that's showing showing eagerness and honoring the other person. I mean, the other person's preferences. It's it's, it's consideration. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to live with our Mm -hmm. wives in an understanding way in 1 Peter 3, 7. Honestly, that means I'm considerate of my wife and what she wants. I yeah. like to hike. She wants to go to the beach. I told her, I'll tell you what, next vacation is what we're going to do. We're going to go hike for four days. Mm. Then in the same state, I'll take you over to beach. There you go. I'll split the time. There you go. I'll go here. I'll go there. She goes, okay. Win-win. Win-win. Yep. You'll be happy. I'll be happy. I don't mind walking on sand. I don't mind seeing the ocean. I guess I've seen the ocean so many times in my life. I'd rather see mountains 
that I've seen less of at this point. I'd rather, mm. if you get me out west, Iceland, things I haven't seen, then I'm kind of more interested in that. But uh, no, I, yeah, whatever it takes. I'm just one of those people. My wife wants a fire pit. I'm working on a fire pit. Yeah. I'm getting in over my head every step I take. I'm more over my head than I was mm. before. But you know what? We'll figure it out. And that's what she wants. And I'm dang determined. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? That uh, she's asked enough years for it. I'll do it. I'll awesome. do it for you. I'll figure you it know, out. You know, I the other thing I want to talk about, we hardly ever hear this anymore, but don't be haughty and associate with lowly people. Guys, this is I think this is so important for the gospel. Like making sure that you're not just going to a group that's wealthy, for example, or affluent or or you know, looking good or whatever. Like don't neglect people that are in your churches, in your families that are lonely, you know? Oh, that's why we're friends, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate doing this show with you. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I can joke with you, Mark. Unless you're yeah. gonna, if you cry after, see, now if he goes after and he cries, this is how considerate I am. If I see him crying after the show, then I'm not going to tease him anymore because that's consideration. Uh, that's good. That's, that's good. living in harmony. I knew I w- it was stewing in his mind. I knew it. I could feel it. No, yeah. the, dude, I'm going to tell you what. One of the one of my favorite crowds in this church to talk to, Celebrate, celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery, man. Yep. They're on Absolutely. fire. They're appreciative. Mm-hmm. They understand what they have. They understand that they've got another chance. They're It's awesome, and uh, and I love it. Absolutely. I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. is where you come from, what you have is like, that's meaningless to me. Yeah, I think James so. James talks a lot about that in the book of James. You know, it talks a lot about, man, don't, don't get caught in that trap of, right. Well, I'm of, a picture you know, picker, you know what I mean, for one uh, site uh, feature page on Instagram. And it doesn't matter if you understand that or not, but to me, it doesn't, I'm not here just to pick the absolute best photographer. I'm looking for the best photo. Yeah. The best photo could come from somebody who's never mm-hmm. been shown, no one's mm-hmm. ever heard of, and they get eight to 10 likes on every post they do because right. no one even knows they're there. They could be that photo. Yeah. I'm after the best photo. Yeah. I don't care where it came from. So I'm not going to look like I'm looking for somebody. If I'm looking for leadership, then I'm going to look for lead. I don't, I don't care mm-hmm. where that leadership comes from. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could be rich or poor. You could be a great games yeah. leader, rich or poor. You could be a great teacher, rich or poor. I don't think that matters. Yep. I don't think education matters that much mm-hmm. either. You know, mm-hmm. where you're going to, oh, you're educated, so you're here, and you're right. not educated, so you're here. Yep. What I found is people who love the Lord, people who want to work, people who want to help people, they're going to make a difference. And that's, that's what right. it's all about yeah, that's right. when it comes down. Anyway, there's a lot more. Read Romans 12 is a great one. That's why we're here today. Oh, yeah. I hope you, I appreciate you tuning in and listening to the show, whether you just listen to it, whether you watch it, listen to it. Either way, we're happy. Feel free to share it. Tell your friends about it. Mm-hmm. And have a great and a blessed week. <laughs>